Canada's F1 podcast is Dames, Daryl, team manager for Pro Racing Ontario, here to discuss the Austrian Grand Prix. But before we get into that, like, comment, subscribe, share, YouTube, DSPs, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And of course, coming off a big race weekend, yep. Motormaster Ron Fellows uh, Karting Championship. Big shouts out to everybody who competed. Pro Racing team was out there. How'd they yeah. do? We did good. We did good. Got a couple podiums, you know, got a, could have got a couple top steps, but, uh, you know, a red flag came out in the middle of one of the races mm-hmm. while we were uh, battling for the lead. And um, yeah, we had some good, good, strong finishes from a lot of our guys. So we're, we're pretty happy about it. Awesome, glad to hear that. Speaking of red flags, uh, red flag yeah. threw, uh, threw, threw a bit of a curveball into this weekend's race. We were yeah. talking off camera, off mic just now. Typically, Austrian Grand Prix, not one of my favorites. Yeah. It's usually been pretty much a Red Bull dominant track, uh, but this weekend it was not the case. Leclerc, P1, Verstappen, P3, and for three races in a row, Hamilton, P3. Yes. Now, let's start with uh, Charles Leclerc. It's a great day to be a yes. Leclerc kart dealer. Yes. Uh, I'm yes. sure the phone is ringing off the yes. hook. Yes, they I want know. the fast cards. <laughs> <laughs> Great yeah. bounce back weekend for him. It was crazy. Like yeah. he hasn't been on the podium in like five or six races. Yeah, now. it's been we- uh, weird. And to come back P1 in Austria. It was just a great race. Yeah, he needed this weekend. He needed to turn it around. He needed to get that momentum back into Ferrari's Ferrari's uh, corner. Um, right now, you know. Ferrari was kind of on their, their back foot for a while there. They were kind of making some bad decisions that kind of put them in bad situations. And, you know, this one, uh, they kind of made the right call for everything and, and kind of, you know, the dominoes fell in place, I guess you can say. On the flip, it looked like this time around, Verstappen was on the back yeah. foot. He just yeah. didn't quite have the pace no. in the feature race. The sprint race, he pretty much walked away from everybody. But in, in sprint, when it finished... Leclerc was P2 and he was on the radio like, yo, we got something, we got something. tomorrow. Yeah, I think, you know, in the sprint race, if he didn't get held up by science, it would have been a little bit more of a push. That's we true. weren't 100% sure if, if it was like Verstappen was just saving the car for the race or or Leclerc was actually, you know, gaining on him in the end of the race. So, you know, that kind of left a little bit of a question going into the, the feature race on Sunday. And uh, I guess he was right. He had something for them. He felt really good in the car. He looked really good in the car. He looked comfortable. You know, besides uh, that little mechanical failure from science, I think Ferrari is, is definitely on their way up again. And speaking of comfort with Leclerc, he looked really comfortable. Like, yeah. during the overtakes, it wasn't like straight DRS. Like, he was laid on the brakes, yeah. like, didn't even flinch. Managed he caught Max to... off guard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in a, in a place where typically not much overtaking happens, yeah. right? Like, so... It was definitely, uh, it, was, it was nice to watch because we're like, okay, yes, he's back. Yes. But then yeah. at the end of the race, yeah. throttle pedals sticking and everybody's just kind of like, uh-oh. <laughs> Especially since signs went out. Yeah, yeah. So and, if you're Leclerc, you're driving, right? Yeah. Team manager, something's going on with the car. You're in P1, you're in, something's going on with the race car. There's a three-second gap with 10 laps to go. <laughs> how, how would you manage that? Like how, or if you're on, you know, you have a driver and a situation like that comes about, like what do you tell them? At that point, you know, the driver's got to realize he, he's got to baby the car a little bit more. He can't brake as deep as he was. He can't get hard on the throttle as far as he was because... You know, there was a little, there was a mechanical failure from science that they don't 100% know it was. It looked like of a power unit issue, but uh, they didn't know what was going on. So at that point, the driver's got to step back and be like, okay, I can drive easier this way on the car 
and not lose as much time, right? So he uh, he was losing maybe four or five tenths a lap, and by the end of it, it was enough to hold on. And and you know that just shows why he's one of the top guys on the grid to keep it cool, to keep it calm, make sure he's not making any mistakes, give as much time as he can to like give up as much time as he can to keep you know the car safe, but also don't give up too much time where Max is going to catch you, right? And uh, Leclerc is just showing why he's he's battling for this lead with the world champion right now. It was just pure management at that yeah. phase of the yeah. race. It like, was really you know. cool. It was good. It was just good to see that he was, you know, his head was in the game again. You know, it wasn't like uh, he's fighting with his team on the radio or he's fighting with his teammate or, you know, there's a lot of, of other factors that were kind of showing like kind of Ferrari falling apart for a little bit there for a couple of races. And, you know, this this really showed, you know, even though they lost the sprint race, they they jumped right back on the saddle and came into the feature and, and had a, a very, very, very strong showing in them in the feature, and I think, uh, you know, they would have had an easy one-two if that mechanical failure didn't happen. I was just about to say, one-two yeah. was definitely on the cards yeah. because it happened as Sainz was yeah. about to overtake yeah, the Yeah, he was like within two he or three there, lines, like, yeah. you know, uh, so let's talk about that for a second yeah. now. In the end, right, if things play out the way it plays out, meaning everything still pretty much moves forward the same, Verstappen wins a lot of the races, mm-hmm. Claire wins one two, and the championship doesn't quite close down. Yeah. Will Ferrari blame reliability or strategy? Because um, we're ha- we're halfway through the season now, right? So if we if, if we fast <laughs> if we fast forward to the next 10, 11 races yeah. and the season finishes and Max wins and da 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 da, when they look back in hindsight, mm-hmm. what will actually be the thing that costs them uh, the championships? I honestly, at this point, it's strategy. Their car has always been been pretty pretty solid. You know, it's. Uh, They've both had their reliability issues, so they can't really say that it's the car's reliability. I think in the end, it's it's more their strategy and putting their drivers in the right position at this point. Like, they they're going into races and and making decisions that are on the fly. That ninety percent of the people that are into F one are like, "What are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> Why would you do that?" Like, I'm, and people that are just getting into the sport that don't exactly understand what's going on still look at some of the decisions they're making. They're like, "What are you doing? Why are you doing that at this point?" So I think they have to look back and say our strategy kind of has compensated our, our championship right now and we have to make up for it. And, and you know, this race showed that they, they can make correct decisions. They right. can put a proper strategy together. And I think this was a big booster for the team to show that they were on a different strategy than Red Bull and they made it work, you know. And they, they came back at the end and showed that, uh, you know, we have the pace, we have the car, we have the strategy when we put it together. So let's just put these weekends together and, and go from there. But at the end of the season, if they look back and this lead that, that Max has um, continues on through the whole season and he ends up, uh, you know, ends up taking the championship, they have to look back and, and complain about their strategies. I would say like three three races in particular yeah. thus far would be Monaco. Monaco, yeah. I would look at Silverstone as well. Yes, yes. And to a lesser extent, probably this one because, well, I mean, it couldn't do much about Carlos Sainz, yeah. but if, if Max finished P3, yeah. you know, the one-two would have helped Leclerc's fight there. And it would have helped the, the Constructors' Constructor Championship right? as well, right? Um, we're going to move on from Ferrari, but one last question in regards to both Leclerc and Sainz. Now, definitively, definitively, should I say, do they have to switch their focus into Leclerc and, and, and not be so uh, 50-50 and unbiased in their approach to every race weekend? I think so. I think they have to realize that they, you know, it's it's almost halfway into the season. Well, it is halfway into the yeah. season now. So we, they have to kind of define. Okay, we are going to put this into 
you know, our, our, our top driver at this point, which is Leclerc. They gave Sainz the, the opportunity to, to charge back, to, to get into the fight with this championship. And that it's kind of cost them a couple times in the end. So they have to realize now, you know what, we are halfway in. We, science is always going to be there to, to get bad wins and get, you know, mix it up a bit more. But they ha I think they have to start focusing on, on Leclerc a little bit more because he is the top driver at this point. Nothing against science, it's just he's higher in the points, you know. And, and you look at people like any other team, like... Uh, it's kind of hard with Mercedes right now because because as uh, Hamilton and, and George are becoming a lot closer in the championship, they're kind of battling their own thing right now. It's not like they're gonna oh George needs to get more points so he can get to the the right. you know to catch the front it's guys. Not, it's, it's not really close. It's kind of an <laughs> internal battle battle right now. So yeah. they'll just let them let them be. Um, but you have a team like Williams who's just upgrading Albon's car all the time and leaving Latifi with the older car because at this point Latifi has no points and Albon has yeah. more points. So he's, they have to push the top guy right now and, and Ferrari's got he's got to do that. They have to, they have to come out of the bag and just say, hey guys, gotta make up yeah, your mind. This is man. it. This is it. We're, <laughs> we're going on Leclerc and you know with with Red Bull you you see it a little bit more with with Verstappen, but. With Perez being the number two driver, like second there, you know, well, second or, yeah, second in the championship. Well, it's tricky right yeah. now with Perez because, uh, you know, outside of this past weekend, the DNF obviously hurts his Hurt title him. fight, yeah. right? Um, but he was right there. He was right He's there. He's number two, yeah. right? So you to go, I like, we all know, if you yeah. follow the sport, you know. You know, you know that what I mean? Verstappen is, be, yeah. is the number one driver. That's the way it is. But kudos to Perez for putting up the fight this yeah. long. And who's to say, you know, next time out, Max doesn't suffer the DNF or, or, whatever, or whatever the case yeah. may be, right? Um, and, and the thing about it was Perez had some speed. He was he coming qualified. The yeah. They put him down to P13. He came up to P5 for the feature. Yeah. He looked like he yeah. had the Red Bull speed this weekend. You he know did. what I mean? I, I, I think, you know, it was kind of a shame everything that happened to him this weekend to kind of kind of took him away from Max to separate him a little bit more to be like, okay, now we can say, hey, one, two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, if he had his proper race legs like he's he's been having in the last couple of weeks, it's or the last few races, it's shown that he's you know, he's he's part of this team. He can win that championship just as much as Max can win it. Absolutely. And it was hard for, you know, Horner and those guys to be like Yes, Max is our number one driver because how could you say that when your driver, your number, your number two driver is is the one that's pressuring your number one driver, right? Right. So it gets a little tricky in certain situations, but uh, yeah, I think right now Ferrari's got to say, yeah, Leclerc is number one. Sorry, Science, you gotta. If it comes down to it, where we're battling for wins and you guys are nose to tail, you got to give him the points because we got to catch Max at this point. Let's talk about Perez and Russell. Lap one incident. Yeah. FIA was all over the place right away, this weekend. Yeah. I don't know. I don't let, know. Let, we'll talk about that yeah. afterwards. But overtaking on an outside, Russell issued the five-second penalty on the opening lap. How do you call that one? I think it's racing. Perez put himself in there. Yes, he got a little... He was ahead of, a little, ahead of George, you know, in the middle of the corner. But then George was getting the like acceleration. Like right on the apex yeah. he was ahead. And then he started to pull a little bit, but... I honestly think it's with a track like Austria, this happens every single year. Perez, Albon. Yeah. Like <laughs> Perez. Perez. <laughs> like Leclerc, everyone. Like yeah. It happens. And Norris. Yeah, it was yeah. Norris and Perez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when you come down to it, it's like coming into this race, you guys should realize and be like, hey, guys, this is the rule. This is what's going to be the rule. If you guys pull this move, you know, it, we're not going to make a call or we are going to make a call. But... With a call with with the Perez incident, it's like you're put you're 
putting yourself in a compromising position by putting yourself on the outside like that. Mm -hmm. And George, you know, when they made contact, was really almost on the white line on the inside. It's just one of those corners where they're going to understeer on the exit a little bit more because it's such an open radius corner. And you yeah, know, and the cars are full of fuel. The tires yeah, aren't in yet. Like it's a recipe. On. See, that's the thing. I I agree. He was ahead, but to overtake somebody on the outside, yeah, you kind of have to be have a to full car ahead. Yeah, yeah. By or the time you reach the apex, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. In order for it to work, and and. For, to have him do the same move that he tried last year and it ended the same way. And then the other part about it, too, is sometimes when you're racing, it, you know, I'm not a Formula One driver, right? Mm-hmm. But open and lap, you get fire. You want to make as, mu- as many positions as you can. But you're looking at a car in George Russell's car that you can beat with damage yeah. almost. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's just like... Let it let it happen. Yeah, you know, you just you know take them and you know what yeah. I mean, like one way or the other. So I thought it I was totally. bad. I, I didn't think. To me, I would agree that's a racing incident. But but the, the FIA was everywhere yeah, on the white lines the this white weekend, lines. and what a stark contrast. Yeah, from last weekend to this weekend, because yeah. in the last podcast, you know, I'd mentioned it to you. I think Perez overtook. Yeah, four wheels. Leclerc off. four wheels are clearly outside, yeah. and nothing happened. And then this weekend, all of a sudden, if you take, you know, an inch over the white yeah. line, you're losing, la- you're getting penalties, penalties and everybody just, seemed to get them. It was just every lap, there. it seemed like they were giving warnings out, penalties out, this, that. I think it was four or five guys that got penalties by the end of like the race. Like, that, that's too much. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, and, and it's like, where they're running off, okay, I, I get it. If they, if they went, like, way over, way half wide. a car over, instead of, like, if their tire just drops over the white line, it's like, yeah. okay. How much I of an advantage maybe, are you going to... Maybe in qualifying, but in the race, it's really not going to do... That quarter tenth that they gained is not really going to affect the race later on in the race. Warn them. Go ahead. But, you know, if it's jet... Like, there is, there is replays of, like, when Hamilton's like, I didn't go off. And it was like, he went off, but it was like... Minute. Minute. Norris. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. And I was like... Wow, they're really cracking down on this this weekend. Well, the thing about the crackdown is we, we're all for the crackdown, yeah. but just be consistent with the crackdown yeah, because exactly. corner one, signs was all the way yeah, off, the, off track. the track. And then gained a position into the and next corner. And then nothing happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I after agree. that, it was like, yo, you get a red flag. You get a red yeah. flag. Or not a red a flag, sorry. A black yeah. flag. You get a black. And it was just like, man, talk about a massive overcorrection yeah. and this kind of brings into the race director yes. rotating thing like i was just about to say like that. a good idea at the time but, but like but then you have different outlooks from a race director from each weekend right because you're going to take it a different than what i'm going to take it and what you're going to take it and what everyone else is going to take and when you get different race directors you know pretty much you know every other weekend you're going to get different calls and the consistency is going to go away. And then that's when the drivers are going to be like, well, last week this guy did this and he got away with it. And I did the exact same thing this weekend and then I'm getting penalized for it, which is, you know, like you said, at the beginning of the year, we were talking about, you know, is it good that there's a couple of race directors, there's a computer pretty much talking about the race director now. And now we're getting into situations where it's not consistent across the board anymore. So I, I, I just... I yeah, like it's almost... <laughs> in an know. effort to kind of change what happened last year, they ended up just kind of like going down the same path. And it's just one race. Overall, I thought this year it's been pretty good. But even the drivers like Seb, Alonzo, like all the veteran drivers are trying to figure out in the drivers meeting are trying to figure out like what's okay, what's not okay. Yeah. And he, uh, Seb like Seb got a font. Yeah, he bounced. He's like, this is crazy. And from yeah. what I'm hearing, it was basically, basically surrounding stuff like that because yeah. he was still upset 
Alonso was upset that Perez was able to make the overtake yep. off track at yep. Silverstone because had he been penalized, Alonso slips up one space, right? Yep. And this goes back to turn four Brazil yep. last year yeah, where Max just kind of went, went all the way block, off and then blocked came pass back. but didn't pass anybody. Just, yeah. just kind of blocked the whole thing. So the drivers are just trying to figure it out. And I thought it was like a massive overreach. It almost ruined the race yeah. this weekend. You know what I mean? Because it was just like a black flag here. black, And it's guys that... And then you know, like they're like warning this, double warning this, and it's like, okay, well, when are they? Who gets a penalty now? I, I'm, I've lost track of who, how many penalties and warnings and. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I hate to sour it, but it, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we're like only a couple steps away from Formula One just coming up with their own, like similar to NBA, NHL, like yeah. they need their own setup. You yeah, know? yeah, I, I, like. But everything's based off of F1, pretty much the FIA rules, right? The rule set is kind of based it off of what they're doing, and <laughs> this is I don't know. I don't know. It's it's it, weird. It was a messy weekend. Yeah, it was. I, I, it I was. didn't really like that part of yeah. the weekend. Just let them go out there and race. And, and the thing about it is, like, a guy's lapping in P nine, let's say, and he's got twelve seconds from the guy in front of him, eighteen seconds from the yeah. guy behind him, and you're giving him penalties. Whatever, man. Yeah. Mercedes, Mercedes, yes. Mercedes, Mercedes. Three in a row for Lewis Hamilton. Yep. It looked like he could have started second row had he not parked it into the into the wall. Yeah. Which was, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You never really We've see never it. seen that. And both to go down. It, right. Right. Both to go down in one qualifying, and it's not a mechanical. It's driver error stuff. Yeah. That it I was couldn't like, even. I was trying to think. When's the last time I've seen Lewis Hamilton? I mean, there was a wet race early last year, but he was yeah. able to come out and drive off. But, but like, that was more in a race when you're under still pressure in qualifying. I, I don't know when's the last time he's put it. I think into they said it was like 2007 McLaren yeah. Brazil or something like that. Where he yeah, put it. Yeah. It was. See. It was crazy, and and that just shows you know he's starting to get a little bit more comfortable where he was getting comfortable to. Push Push a little bit more, and he's just trying to find the limit of that car. And uh, I think he's starting to get used to it. I think he's he's definitely starting to perform. He's he's going blow for blow with Russell now, where Russell kind of outperformed him for the first bunch of races. And uh, I'm happy to see him back up front. Absolutely, a three four for Mercedes is good right now. You know, we're talking about constructors, we're talking about DNFs, we're talking about strategy calls. Other than pit stops, you can't really blame Mercedes. Like they're driving around, the drivers are driving yeah. around. Not a, a car that's not terrible, but it's not as good as the front running yeah. pack. But they're right where they're supposed to yeah. be, and they're capitalizing every single week. Three, four, three, four. And three, that's four. the big part of this whole constructor and and drivers championship. You know, like they've been consistent. They've been having you know not crazy reliability issues or anything like that. And you can see that the you know when they start to get that consistency in. They're going to start developing the car a little bit more like they are right now, and, and they're going to slowly start to hack away at that, that lead pack. And I, I say by the end of the year, for sure, they're going to be battling for wins. All right, let's say uh, they've been doing the development. The last couple races, the cars look good. Mm-hmm. Silverstone, the car looked good. This weekend, the car looked good. The only issue, it would appear, is straight line speed. Yes. Of all the things to yes. fix, easiest one to fix? I would think. I would think so. Um, you know, the drag reduction. You would just need, you know, to figure out what's what's causing the straight line speed to, you know, the turbulence or whatever that's happening with the car to, to create that that drag and, you know, kind of, that's what wind tunnels are for. You know, to to kind of reduce the drag on the car. So. Um, if it was an ill handling car, that's all a lot different because what do you do at that point? You know, there's so many things you have to change to try to get the car to handle. It could be the, the pickup points on the suspension. It could be everything under the sun that, that would hurt you from doing stuff like that. And um, I honestly think right now, yeah, straight line speed is probably going to be the easier way to do it. Uh, will it unstabilize the car in the tight stuff? Probably. Um, but there's that's the reason why these are the top engineers in the world and in this industry. And... 
I think um, they're they're definitely in a in a step in the right direction, which is what they need at this point because it was a pretty horrible start to the season. But the fact that they're still third in the championship, that they're really and truly yes out of the the race of the constructors of the race of the drivers championship but they can get a solid third place, get some good money, good points for next season, and, and to put that into development for the 2024-2023 season. Now, the only reason we know the car is down on straight-line performance is because Lewis Hamilton was on the radio talking about Mick Schumacher, yeah. who had the straight-line performance. And he, couldn't, he, could, he struggled to get by Mick, him. Yeah. P6, yep. had a good sprint race, yep. too. This is two races now in yep. the point. And he's been the talk of the weekend on social media. Like, we're seeing a different swagger from yeah, Schumacher right now. Yeah, like, talk yeah, about talk this. about that little piece of driver confidence. Yes. And, and you know, uh, he says he's just getting comfortable in the car. The media's kind of turned away from him in the past couple races. So that's huge to get a weight off your shoulders. Just leave me alone. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's hard, man. And when the media is all over you and, and you... You almost try to push yourself a little bit too hard because you're trying to prove the media wrong or prove other people wrong. And I think he just got to the point where he's like, screw it, I'm a, I'm a Schumacher. I know how to drive. I know what I'm doing. I have some great role models around me to help me and guide me in the right direction. Screw what the media says. Every single person that's helping him out has had those times where they've had scrutiny on them from the media, you know, especially Vettel. You know, um, Hamilton likes talking to him, and, and Vettel's like a huge role model for yeah. him. And, and for him to, you know, have these types of role models that will kind of guide him and be like, hey, man, I know that this is tough. And, and when these media people are saying that you shouldn't be in the car and when you should be losing your ride and we've all gone through it, you just have to push through it, perform like you should. And and he's doing it now. And I think that's part of making the big step to the, the big, you know, the, the big leagues, I guess you can say, when you're when you're racing against uh, the, t- the top guys and you have that Schumacher name. One racing in F one is hard enough, and then you throw the one of the the most well known name besides I would say Andretti yeah. in motorsports industry. Um, you know, you throw that name into the mix, everyone just expects you to perform. You know, and I think right now he's realizing I just have to drive, I have to do what I do, and and it's working for him. And he's kind of come to terms with the car, he's come to terms with the media, and I think he's really performing now, and 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 it's showing why he's in that car. Yeah, two great races from him. Let's hope he can keep that up. In the, in the, the another point to bring up is Haas hasn't upgraded the car at all. No. So if they come with some upgrades, uh, a P six result is a good, yeah, is a really damn good, good result. Yeah. And Magnussen's you know? right there too. Yeah. So, the so if they come long. with an upgrade that throws them in the right direction, who knows, yeah. man? He could be on pace for a podium this year, which would be yeah. great for him. Magnussen as well. Yeah. Um, Akon had a great race. Uh, let's see where we go with this, man. Overwhelmed, underwhelmed, surprise. You got to say, overwhelming is is Mick, man. Like that was a huge performance from him. I was uh, very happy to to see that he's got two consistent podium positions, and it wasn't like. You know, usually when people get their first podium, not podium, points, yeah, yeah. points position, when they usually get their first points position, the next race is kind of, you know, a wash and they kind of drop back and he, he outperformed his last points position. So um, I think it was great. And uh, yeah, that was really overwhelming and uh, I was happy about it. Um, underwhelming. Ah, I got to go. Uh, honestly, for the I'm going to say for the whole kind of weekend. I've got to go with this with uh, Vettel. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't yeah, know what's, what's up going with that on Aston, with car. Man. What's what's up with that? That car's hurting. Like, hard. It, like it's bad. Like, I didn't think they were. And every time they say, "Yeah, we got some new upgrades," the car goes worse. And and this is like the car in the rain is an absolute handful. The Vettel is has 
he's just having more like more and more issues on track, off track, and it's just like I'm just waiting for him to to come back and be like, all right, there it is, guys. Yeah. And it's like, okay, there's a glimmer of hope in practice, and then all of a sudden he goes into qualifying, and then they're second and third last, like. Yeah, it's strange. I wonder if it's one of those things where sometimes you just got to stay the course. Like, did they pull the plug on the development of the car too quick to go copy somebody else's yeah, design? Right? Without, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, it, it seemed to be going, it wasn't fast, fast, but it, but there wasn't like this much yeah. underwhelmed. No, no. <laughs> Before they changed yeah, it, you know? Yeah, it was like, like they would show glimmer. They would get into, they were scoring points. They were, the they, were, they were getting out of Q1. Yeah, exactly. And they can't even get out of Q1 right now. And it, it's, and they can't say, oh, it's Stroll. No, Vettel's no, struggling no, in that Vettel car. Too, and yeah. Stroll is a 10th off from every, every qualifying so far. Yeah. So it's the car, man. Like, I, I don't understand how they're struggling so much. I don't know how, how they keep going backwards with the development. I, I like like you said, maybe they're just copying the wrong things. I don't know. <laughs> copying the wrong cars. <laughs> uh, surprise! I'm gonna say the whole Haas, like the whole Haas team, like the double points this weekend. Yep. Like they showed great pace in the in the sprint race. They showed that they can hang with Lewis and and the Mercedes. Uh, like you said, I think you know. I, I just want them to, you know, maybe they put too much money into development over the winter that they can't put upgrades into the car. But they really need to get that car a little bit quicker you know but, they yeah, so but it's strong. okay like i i still feel like they're punching above the wick i don't think anybody expected this. no no Z- like zero i yeah. think they still thought they would have been fighting with williams yeah for p19 and p20 yeah right so to have and these, aston yeah well, well everybody <laughs> thought aston would be fighting for p3 and yeah, four with mercedes or, or mclaren or, you yeah. know what i mean like so the Haas thing is it, it's very interesting it they they ate shit for lack of a better yeah. term <laughs> for the longest for time. like you know and then I'm happy to see it and then they have somebody in Magnuson who's got some credential who yeah. developed the car a little bit and they've got a young stud because let's be honest Schumacher he's won everything leading into Formula yes, One and did. that's what people don't realize it's like no this kid can wheel like yeah. he can wheel you don't just win F three F two yeah and then because your name make it to Formula yeah. One like no. that's not you know that's not his resume so. One or two upgrades in the right direction could really pay dividends for them, and we're definitely looking forward to that. Uh, as we move on to France, France, the, France, the France. French Grand Prix, um, lots of lines. Uh, set your TV correct on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Put the colors right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, know, yeah. Make sure. Um, but who do you think has the upper hand going into that now? Ferrari, Red Bull, or Mercedes is even just predicted because- to do pretty well. I think just because of the straight line speed, we gotta say Red Bull. You know, it's not that it's it's got tight chicanes and stuff like that, but it's a very fast, very very fast track. Um, so I think you know we can uh, we can see the Red Bulls maybe jumping up. But the you know the the this weekend uh, the the Ferraris were able to kind of keep up with that straight line speed a little bit more. I think they're kind of catering to less of that. That technical tight stuff into uh, you altitude too, though. Yeah, right? yeah, that, that, that could, could be, a that role. could play a role for sure, for sure. So you know, we we'll we'll see what happens. But I think um, I I hope Ferrari can come back at them again and and have another strong weekend and maybe take the W. But I I think you know it's hard to keep Red Bull down. You know, they, <laughs> absolutely. Man. At this yeah. point, they know they have a really good car. You know, last year when they they had a good car, but you know the Merc would just show up a little bit better sometimes. Um, they would. They didn't know that they would be the car to beat or not. And I think right now they know they go into every weekend. It's our weekends to lose. And I think if if Ferrari can uh, kind of shake it up a little bit more, and and uh, I feel like we need a little bit of action up there, you know, yeah. to yep. to mix up the the championship a bit more. And and right now everyone's 
like like I said, everyone's kind of, you know, Max doesn't have anything to like has a lot to lose, so he's driving a little bit smarter now. He's he's let you know like that. I think if it was last year, I don't think they would have made it out of that corner. I think he would have kind of tried to squeeze him even more. Um, but I think right now he realizes, you know what, I'm in a good spot. I could even crash out and still have the lead. Mm -hmm. So there's no real reason for me to to kind of take those risks like he was last year. And uh, I think, you know, maybe if uh, Merck can mix it up a bit more and Hamilton and, and Max can start going at it, I don't think Max would ever want to lose to Hamilton. So with or without <laughs> the risk. That would be the real yeah. test. Yeah. Like if they had, if they had similar pace. Yeah. And for whatever reason, Lewis ended up in front of him, and they were dogfight. That would be the real test yeah. to see the maturity. Yeah. The only thing I'll say about that is that's two bad races for for yeah. Stappen, yeah. right? Yeah. Because Silverstone, he had the he had the piece of an AlphaTauri yeah. in there. We saw that, but it happens. It happens. Yeah. And realistically, a P3 finish was probably the best he could have done this past weekend. Yeah. So. Next one out will be a big test for yeah. him, too, to see if he's really switched that mentality. He's got a comfortable lead, but at the same time, you can't let uh, Leclerc get much momentum right no, now. Because if can't. he gets momentum and, you know, they don't have any reliability or car issues yeah. for Ferrari moving forward, that could bring this championship right back together uh, before, after the summer break. And to be honest, that's really what we want to see. Yes. But we will see. Uh, after the French Grand Prix, yes. we'll be back talking to you another race weekend. Of course, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check, and check, check. Check, 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 check. <laughs> and, of course, you can always take us on the go uh, wherever you get your podcast for your streaming up there. For Daryl Timmers, I'm Dane Snellis saying farewell. Until next time.